Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. That's fucking minging, that. I tell you what, that is fucking men against fucking boys all over the fucking park. Yeah, fucking weak as piss, they are. Fucking weak as piss. Hello everyone and welcome to the Roker Report podcast. This is the player ratings edition of the show. Straight after the match, final whistle blew about, what, 20 minutes ago? And yeah, it's the season started in typical Sunderland fashion. I don't think any of us are feeling uh, particularly great about what we've had to watch today from Sunderland and it feels almost as though the last six months never happened. Uh, it's, we've picked up from where we left off pretty much. Uh, I'm joined today by my good friends Malk Dugdale, Chris Win and Anthony Gay, just to run over the game, uh, lads. How we're we doing? Are we are we all feeling just about as pessimistic as me? <laughs> it's back, isn't it? That's it. I was I was quite happy with the game to be honest. I thought the first half was a bit sad, but the second half I was quite enthralled and expecting us to win. Didn't, didn't be daft. Didn't have enough time. Didn't be daft, I, man. I, I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Just gotta have football back. Do they do they care about what else? Football's well, back. well, that's it. I guess the football's back, but in typically Sunderland fashion, we did things the hard way. I mean, we got the draw. Um, Chris Maguire dug us out of the shit once again, and there was a comedy of errors which led to us going behind. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's almost as though nothing's changed. Um, for those listening, I'm guessing everybody's watched the game or seen the highlights at least, but three minutes into the game, um, Bristol Rovers had a set piece, I think. Uh, the ball dropped in the box, someone shot. Burge spilled it, then dove on their player unexpectedly with his back to goal, gave a penalty away, and that was it really, yeah. 1-0 Bristol Rovers, we were chasing the game from three minutes in, sat far too deep, um, which meant we, well I say far too deep, it worked for them to an extent, which meant that Sunderland weren't really able to get into the game, too many long balls forward, um, midfield were missing in action a lot of the game, and to be honest, it's... Yeah, there's, it poses more questions than answers, doesn't it, Chris? Yeah, it does. It, I just feel like we're back to square one after a couple of decent games, decent pre-season. We looked, we looked like we were doing things in a different way, more organised, different shape. And when we've come into the first league game, I don't know, just back to square one. I just don't really understand it. Mm, Malk, are you are you feeling the the love for Sunderland today or not? So, so I have to be careful. To be fair, Gav, because I, uh, I wrote an article a couple of weeks ago saying I really want the guys to use the first half dozen games to learn their craft, right? Um, and I, I didn't think that Parkinson would pick the, the group that he did. 
especially mm. after the pre-season build-up. I thought there were people that deserved to be in the starting lineup that weren't there. Um, but these these games still need to be taken for what they are. Right, we've had a really disrupted kind of dead season, early season, whatever term you want to do. Um, so so you know, I'll take the draw, but I did want the guys to to use this opportunity as well. So uh, it's a tough one. I don't really get that. Just before I don't really get that in a way, Malcolm. I mean, it's kind of an extended pre-season, and we've got virtually the same squad. So these players should should know you know each other inside out. Really, they should be ready to go. They should mm. they should be, but I don't think these players that we picked today should have been the players that started the game. That's my um, my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you that. Know. I think I think the frustrations the frustrations around that and uh, and the fact that no subs uh, no substitutions that needed to be made weren't made until the 75th minute absolutely um, I think I think there's a lot of frustration around his team selection and um, even the fact that Neil and Diamond weren't even on the bench that's uh, it's quite a baffling decision really yeah well it, that, that, that's something we can come on to I guess the, the substitutes um it, everybody was quite hopeful after pre-season that the likes of Dan Neil and, and Jack Diamond would be able to make an impact in the first team but it appears really that Parkinson prefers to put his faith in um, experience and Grant Ledbetter made his way onto, his, onto the bench. Okay, he had a decent pre-season but I think when your team's lacking in ideas and really there's not a lot of pace in that 18, it would be nice to see at least Jack Diamond amongst the substitutes. I think after... I mean, at half time to me, it felt as though changes needed to be made. But I mean, even after an hour, and you're looking to the bench, you could do with somebody like that, couldn't you, uh, Mister Gay? You, you know, we've got to get a, uh, we've got to get the legs on the bench eventually. Why not do it now when the, when these lads have have impressed? You know, I, I couldn't agree more with uh, needing the substitution at half time. We, uh, I mean, Dobson had an absolute mere first half. Oh yeah, we'll get uh, on to him. But, yeah. but but yeah, I do I do agree with him. Um, with, with just put just, I mean, if if you're going to give the kids a chance, give them a chance. Exactly. Like, at least yeah. have them on. Just, just, just. Even if they are on the bench, they get used to dealing with the first team and understanding the routines and the schedules of the first team. So give them a chance to sit on the bench and just, just. You know, but I mean, he's he's got a bit pace. The the lad probably would have tore their new their defensive the new one that they are I reckon, but um, it it wasn't a B. He's he wasn't there. So I'm just hoping that Parkinson realizes. Uh, just to play devil's advocate with that, I mean, good performance against Hull, and if you know if if Parky had chucked a couple of youngins in after a decent performance where we should have really won last week, and then would got beat this week, it, I mean he he would have gotten pulters for it. So I mean I can't I can't see I mean I, I would have brought Scowan in, but I think that would have probably been the only change I would have made. Um, yeah. So I mean it's kind of you know I'm not I'm not sure where those you know. The performances last week didn't really warrant too many being pulled out. No, I would agree with that. I actually said that um, when I saw the team. Although I would have preferred to have seen Scowan in the team and eventually uh, Jamali, we'll see him, I guess, playing left centre-half. Um, I just felt as though really there were enough positives to take from that whole game to to warrant keeping the, the same eleven together and he did that. Um, you know whether it was for better or for worse. Uh, Malcolm, I'm going to ask you this actually. Um, Go on, then. George Dobson. Um, Dobson, he had a bit of a shock the day, didn't he? Um, <laughs> I mean, wh- wh- where does he go from here? You know, yeah, that red card will stand. I would imagine. So he's got a three-game ban um, ahead of him. Uh, do you see this guy coming back into the team when when he is 
back available because I mean after today's performance, he's got to be looking over his shoulder a bit. So I agree, right? I I think Scowen was unlucky after the pre-season that he had not to get the nod over young George anyway. Um, and I I don't know. It's it's a bit of a challenging one because Parkinson wants to give people a chance. Parkinson wants to see the team gel. Um, but Dobson had a couple of decent passes today, and and you know he he made a little bit of a difference. But I think his errors were outweighing his his positives. So if Scoan isn't looking at this thing and right, I'm in. Then I don't know what will give him a chance because he's he's definitely missed out here. And I honestly think mm. we would have been better in the midfield. We had a non-existent midfield for a lot of that game. He would have been better in midfield with power today. Uh, reflecting back on that, I appreciate it's hard for it's hard for um, Partinson to make a choice like that and to drop people. But you, you, it's his job to make the hard choices. So get on with it, son. You know that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, Chris, have you got anything to weigh in with on the on the midfield uh, situation? Yeah, well, the frustration thing that comes from uh, Parky wanting to play a holding midfielder in front of three centre halves at home to Bristol Rovers. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get yeah, that at why? all. I mean, and and then Dobson not only played in a position that wasn't really needed, but didn't play very well in a position that wasn't really needed. Uh, so we ended up having. You know the three centre halves and Dobson protecting them. When Bristol Rovers, I don't think apart from the goal, I, I can't really remember them having a shot or a chance. Of, I can't remember Birch really doing anything apart from screwing up in the first mm, couple of minutes. Yeah. So I just don't get it. Scowen did everything right. He he, he was one of the better performances in pre season. Um, Dobson looked off even last week against Hull. He was pro, you know in a decent performance. He was probably one of the the kind of the players who didn't really perform. Um, mm. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, maybe the three-game ban might be a little bit of a blessing. It's it's the it's the style of play as well, isn't it? I mean, he, he, not just the fact that Dobson played poorly, but so did Max Power next to him. And, and when you when you look at the, what they're asked to do, they're basically picking up the second balls or they're picking up the loose balls off the centre-halves and then they're, they're spraying balls out wide when there's no need to do it. It's almost as though it's, it's like robotic in motion, isn't it? It's mm. like... Get the ball. Make sure you you ping it out wide, regardless of the shape of the other team. Whether it would make more sense to carry it, you know, it's it's yeah. But I mean, we're, we're one game in the season that that is important to remember. It's the first game, um, but uh, it does feel as though, like I said at the top of the show, six months have gone by, and it doesn't feel any different to to the Sunderland we watched sort of peter out at the end of the season before before the break. Um, Anth, I'm going to ask you this as a goalkeeper, yeah. as a as a big lumbering lump like yourself in goal. <laughs> um, Lee Burge's performance today, um, to be fair, didn't have a lot to do other than that one really big thing that he had to do right, which he didn't do right, and then we were made to pay for it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I've like I've got to be careful as well because last Sunday I gave away a penalty, although I did <laughs> save it, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, it's it's one error. It's the beginning of the season. There's plenty of time to go. The, the, the lad's obviously at his first uh, game in, le- in League One for us, uh, for of, of the season in it. So I, th- I think, well, Matthews is obviously breathing down his neck trying to get the position. Um, I think this mistake gives Parkinson the dilemma of making the choice for the next game. And mm. I think it, either, either goalkeeper, I mean, as a goalkeeper, especially... A, a, a Sunderland goalkeeper, you're, you're very capable of making mistakes, and I think, uh, I think it's it'll all it'll all come out in the wash, and I think Birds will end up being our number one still. 
Yeah, yeah. But this is probably a good point to start at with the player ratings this week. Then we'll start with Lee Burge, and I'll go to uh, I'll go to Chris to start with. Um, Lee Burge got a three out of ten off Jimmy on the website today. Um, I mean, is that a tad generous, or do you think that's about right? Where 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 would you mark them out of ten? Written down in front of me, I've got three. Um, so I, I haven't seen Jimmy's, but um, you've just told me Jimmy's there. He's given a three, <laughs> and that, that's what I had. I mean, yeah, screwed up in the first couple of minutes. Didn't have anything else really to do apart from goal kicks and uh, back passes, which um, there was a couple of times he, he panicked on there. But but even even after his mistake, um, you could just tell he, he'd thrown the back three off. Um, and there was a couple of crosses in the first 20 minutes, half an hour, where he, he took a couple of steps coming out for it, took a couple of steps back, uh, did exactly, repeated what he did in the first couple of minutes. Um, and, I mean, I saw him at Sheffield United live last season, and I thought he was a cracking goalkeeper. He made some brilliant saves. Um, all all kind of shots in terms of being a shot stopper, though. I didn't, can't really remember him taking too many uh, in the air from Sheffield United, but today off crosses I mean if it carries on like that I mean he's going to have he's going to have the back three so nervous that they're just not going to know where they are when balls are played into the box mm. Mal you next uh, we've got Jordan Willis he he was probably the most quiet of the three defenders today I would say yeah um, I think Willis played okay I was a little bit worried in the second half when he started um, looking like he might be carrying a bit of a tweak or something but um he did all right. Uh, I think there was opportunity for him in the second half to shoot, when as a as a ball playing, you know, defensive kind of guy, you've got an opportunity to give that a go. Why not? You know, to I me, mean? this is Bristol Rovers for God's sake. Uh, without disrespect mm. to them, if you don't shoot, you don't score, right? If you do have a go, sometimes you do. Um, and I th- I thought he played okay. I'd I'd maybe given him five. Uh, I don't know what uh, what he got with the with the wider team, but he had a solid. He came game. out with the six on the website yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so for me, Willis's attacking prowess wasn't as strong as it can be today. So I would possibly go a little bit lower than the six, and I would go somewhere between five and six. Um, but he had an okay game, and I don't want the guy to get injured. You know, that's the big thing. You know, we need well, we need that, yeah, solid that, that is that's it. Yeah. Yeah, he he's pretty much the only player we've got to play that position. So yeah, exactly. Pretty important to to how the season pans out. Uh, Anth Bailey Wright, oh, yeah. probably yeah, lucky not to he get was, sent off, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a bit messy today, wasn't he? Yeah, um, he yeah, uh, and, and not in the Lionel sense of the word. He <laughs> was. Um, I mean that that uh, he probably should have been sent off, shouldn't he? Really, if we with being the refs done him a massive favour there, like. Yeah, he's talked. He's talked himself out. His sexy Australian accent, getting him out of that. And uh, but <laughs> other than that, um, he's. Uh, I think he should have been sent off. I think a four from Jimmy. Uh, he, he has given a four out of ten. I think that's pretty fair. If not three, um, same as Burge, who made make mistakes. But with, with him not being sent off, he's. Um, I, I think he's saved himself a point. He's about four. I'd, I'd give him a four. Yeah, I'll take the next one then. Tom Flanagan. Um, some of his uh, well, well that, that one where he carried it forward and skinned a couple of players and just broke out of defence with a ball I mean I, I'm, I'm all for that like who saw that um, coming though right lovely. that's a thing who saw that coming you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's scary but um, best player we've got but no I think to be fair physically sometimes a little bit dodgy uh, but that's just Flanagan isn't it I mean the majority yeah. of his game is dodgy. I'm I'm just never filled with confidence when he plays, and even when he's having, <clears throat> even when he's had a half decent game, 
which I would say today he had probably an average performance. But even then, I just don't feel assured by him in the team ever. He never really stands out. He never looks like a. If if you're thinking of a team, um, that will go on to win either win the league or finish second place, I don't think you can afford to carry a, a player who, who is like that. Um, and I do think his his time is numbered in the in the starting eleven. I think although Parkinson's quite a loyal manager. Uh, yeah, we've signed this because of an international for a reason. He's coming out to play games. He hasn't come out to sit on the bench um, while Tom Flanagan plays every week. So, I, I would, yeah, five out of ten is probably about right for Tom Flanagan today, I think, from me. Um, go back to the top of the card then. We're, uh, we're at Luke 09. Um, Chris, how, how do you feel about 09's performance today? Yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed with, with 09. Um, we've got the usual effort you see from 09 up and down the right, but. Just, just got nothing from him. Um, every time he got the ball, he always played it backwards, sideways. Um, he, he's just, he got into some half decent positions. Uh, he just, just doesn't for me. He just doesn't produce anything. He doesn't. Yeah, we had we had um, this conversation last week on the on the player ratings pod when we talked about O nine. He gets into great positions, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, his delivery just isn't there at times. Yeah, and there was just not no end product from him, and not even an end product. Not even there wasn't any kind of um, kind of ball slid in, or he didn't play anybody in. It was all backwards and sideways, as if to say to give it to someone else to do something. He never seemed to be positive and wanted to do something himself. So I've mm. got him as a, as a five today or nine. Yeah, this this could be a problem going forward. To be honest, I mean, even even when you ignore, and we'll get on to Denver Hume soon, but. When you ignore his his uh, deficiencies in his game, at least he can whip a decent ball into the box, you know. Yeah. And you you just want to see O nine do more of that, don't you? Well, it's no coincidence that everything came down our left. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, right. Next up, Malcus George Dobson. We've covered him fairly uh, in depth there earlier in the in the pod ball already. But what would you what would you score his performance out of ten today? So he he's lucky to get a five. Um, I'm not sure what the uh, options he was given from for people earlier on, but you know he's 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 a three four um, kind of performer. He, he gave the ball a lot away in the first half. Uh, he I think he played better in the second half. Um, but yeah, I've 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 expressed my feelings earlier on. I think he shouldn't be on the park. I think we should have Scowen on. I think if Scowen's on, power gets more opportunity to express his like his capabilities. Um, so yeah. uh, you know, boiling it down, I'd give him a four. I think, and and that's a, yeah. a generous four, to be fair, because he he gave a lot of ball away, man. That's just not good enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max Power next, Anth. Yeah, uh, I think Power was uh, alongside Dobson uh, equally as culpable for how slow the game was, because we we uh, we 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 seemed to slow the game down when we needed to speed it up and uh, sort of push. Brentford, uh, Brentford. Who, who were playing? Bristol Rovers <laughs> pushed them, uh, uh, sort of, sort of, uh, sort of pushed them apart. But I think, um, I think Power was just as bad as Dobson today, trying the uh, the odd um, worldy pass, smashing the ball, trying to pass the ball forty yards left, right, and centre when an easier pass was on. Mm. I think um, I'd, I'd give Max Power a four as well. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would agree four or five. I mean, he did have one good chance to score. Keeper made a good save, didn't he? From oh, was a be- yeah, be- pretty be- much all he yeah, did. Beautiful all he save. Did. 
Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant save. Uh, right, next, I'll, I'll take this. Obviously, Denver Hume, I think he was probably Sunderland's best player today, if I'm honest. Absolutely agreed, um, yeah. And, and it, what, it, yeah, it wasn't a sterling performance from him, but to be this happens often with Sunderland. We have these games where things just don't work out, and he's always the one player who, when he gets the ball and drives, we look like we're going to do something, and I just wish that... I just wish we could get him in those positions more often where he, he maybe picks the ball up about two-thirds of the way up the pitch and runs straight at defenders because he puts the fear into them. He's, he's quick. He's got great feet. He can turn onto his right foot and, 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 and make something happen with that. Um, he, it's mad, this, really, that we're left wing-back is our most uh, potent attacking <laughs> player, but he is. Um, so, yeah, for me, he gets a seven today. I thought he played really well. Um, in a yeah, in a team yeah in a, in a team that didn't play particularly well at all, uh yeah right next up Aidan O'Brien Chris um he scored a great goal midweek but not so good today I would say no did, didn't get involved um and I felt a little bit sorry for him I have to admit um I thought that, I don't think he got any service while he was on the pitch um you know we, as you said earlier we were playing those diagonal fifty yard balls or and and that was even. You know, that was kind of the <laughs> the best part of it when we played the diagonal 50-yard balls because some of them were just straight through the middle, no, nowhere near anybody, um, you know, who was actually standing up front, like Greg and O'Brien. Um, but he, he just, I th- the effort was there. He looked like he wanted it. Um, he just, it was just one of those days for him, I think. I was, um, uh, so I've got him down as a five. He he got the ball in a few decent positions, didn't produce anything. Um I think it was just one of those days for him, I think. Mm. Next up, uh, Malk is Chris Maguire. Got a great goal today, but I think that probably glossed over his performance a little bit. Yeah. So I had my cousin, sorry, my nephew around here today to watch the game with me on the stream. Uh, and he said, and, and this is a summary of Chris Maguire, you can't take him off because you know he'll have one of them moments. And, and yeah, that moment, totally right. That, I totally agree with that. That moment was all he did. You know, he gave the ball away way too much in the first half. Uh, didn't spread it round, didn't do his thing in the pocket. Um, so I'd give him a six on the basis of the goal. Um, but, you know, he redeemed himself because if he if he didn't pull us out of the out of the fire, then he, he would have been five or less, in my opinion. You know, mm. he didn't have a very good game at all in the first half. Mm. Okay. Well, Greg, to round things up on the uh, start as um, quiet, really. I think I think it was unfortunate today. He was um I mean, he was the only lad up top. He was quite isolated at times. He found himself at the yeah. corner flag a few times trying to win the ball. He he was getting places to, to, to try and get the ball. But um as as usual as Sutherland do, we we end up uh, sort of toothless up front, don't we? So I think Greg um he he tried to get the ball too much where, where when he should have just stayed in his position. Yeah, going looking for it quite often. He, yeah. he is prone to do that when we play like this, and um, yeah, which yeah. is it's, it's a shame because we know we know what his strengths are. He's just just put the ball in the net, you know. That's mm. what it is. Twelve yards out, put the ball in the net. Well, although he hasn't done it much for us, has he? But that's what his strengths are. That's what they were at Wigan. So, so perhaps if he if he's told to just sit about where he where he should be, um, he'll improve on this today. I think um, obviously he's he's. <laughs> Uh, his his article in the Athletic hasn't went down with well with me, so I'm not very I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him anyway. So I'll probably give him a I'll probably give him a four today. I think um mm. I th- I th- it's probably a bit unfair, but I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah, I'll 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 stick up from a little bit and say maybe a five because uh, 
just because of the way we played. Yeah. Um, if you're going to play well up front, you can't, you can't, you can't expect them to, to do anything when we play like that. I mean, the, yeah, fair enough. You know, the introduction of Graham and White came too late because the pair of them might as well have been on the pitch. Absolutely. If all we we're going to do is ping the ball yeah, up front yeah. and, and try and win it long. Why do a long ball if you're not gonna if you're not gonna actually play that way? There's, there was nothing there for Greg and O'Brien yeah. today, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. You know, we didn't fade them at all. I'll I'll take the subs then since there's three of them. Um, Danny Graham. I thought actually got quite involved when he came on, um, but like I say, it was probably just too late for him. So, um, yeah, I think I would mark him at around a six just because of that, really. Um, Wyke, to be honest, um, didn't do a lot, but he did miss two decent half chances. Um, I, I'm not, I'm like you've just said with Greg there. I'm not really the biggest fan of Charlie Wyke, so I, I do struggle <laughs> to give him much uh, much credit, but. Yeah, didn't didn't really notice him on the pitch. Um and Gooch, to be fair, um gave us something we were lacking, which was drive from midfield. Similar to what I said about Denver Hume. Um when Gooch gets on the ball and drives at players, he does make them think and you need that when you're playing teams who just sit behind the ball. So uh six for me, Lennon Gooch. Um yeah, well, he did well. yeah, he did okay, didn't he? And, yeah. I, and like I say, I've been critical of his pre-season, and I think maybe he's given himself half a chance of getting in the team next weekend with with what he did when he came on. Um, man of the match, then, where Jimmy gave it to Denver Hume. Is there any arguments to that? Anyone think anyone nope, played no. better? Not for, no. not for me. No, I didn't think so, which is why I didn't ask you individually. Yeah, nah, Denver Hume go. probably he had a go, didn't yeah, he? That's pr- the thing. Let's have, have the lads had a go, Craigie. You know, if you don't have a go, there was a lot of people who should have shot and didn't. Um, it, yeah. it looked like the only one who could run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we're potentially facing the prospect of signing a more experienced left back. Um, and I, I just worry that he might be shunted aside when he's probably one of the only players with any sort of drive. I keep saying that word drive, but he's, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's done himself some justice today, Denver, because sometimes he doesn't get the credit he deserves, I don't think. He's very inconsistent, isn't he? So, like next week, you can expect him to have an absolute stinker. But uh, I think um, he's 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 very uh, as he's shown today. He's very capable of playing at this level and uh, and and capable of creating a few chances, which will we we will start putting away. I promise. Mm. I promise it. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good chance to uh, to wrap things up, lads. We've went up to twenty five minutes. So, thank you, everyone there uh, who's joined us. We've got the review show coming. Uh, I think on Monday Connor will be presenting that uh, looking at the game in a little bit more detail because obviously we're just glossing over it here uh, and through the week uh, we have no midweek game so the preview show before next weekend's game which is who? Does anybody want to remind who Sun and play next week? Oxford <laughs> <laughs> I've put you all on the spot uh, I can't even remember who we're playing it's somebody good I know that I thought it was Oxford isn't it? This is how prepared we are on the rapport, you see. Um, but yeah, no, thanks, lads, for joining us today. And uh, everybody listening, if you could head over to iTunes, leave a review, uh, make sure you subscribe, and also tell your mates that one mint, because as you might have seen this week, we actually made it into the top 10 football podcasts, um, which I was quite... Lads. Uh, yeah, Sunderland, little, little, that little club up on the northeast coast, we've got quite a lot of fans, you know. Um, but yeah, cheers, lads, and we will catch you all down the road. Yeah, lots of love, lads. Yeah, all the best, fellas. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.